up everybody welcome back championship leadership podcast to find out more about all the other episodes that i have and everything else that i am up to go to natebailey.org uh, today's guest just a fun guest uh, extremely successful entrepreneur and businessman um, has a great story and uh, our guest today is sean castrina so with that uh, definitely check him out everything uh, that you need to know about sean and where to find him is linked up in the show notes so please go check out Sean, but, but, uh, had a, had a great, good conversation, lots of nuggets, lots of, uh, things to take away, especially for business owners and entrepreneurs that are looking to be strong leaders and, and build successful lives and businesses. Uh, with that, I want to introduce you to the amazing Sean Castrina. Hey, what's up everybody. Welcome back. Championship leadership podcast. And uh, I'm excited. we got Sean Castrina here today with us. So Sean, thank you so much for joining us. Great to be on the podcast. First question I'd like to ask is championship leadership is the name of the podcast. So what comes to mind for you or what does championship leadership mean to you when you hear that? You know, I, I would like to think being a former athlete is that, you know, you're leading at such a level that it's not average. You know, you're leading at a, at a superior level. You're leading at a level intent on winning. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you could take a little bit of time and uh just tell the listeners a little bit about you i see you got uh for those that that won't see the video but will be listening in you got 10 minute entrepreneur behind you uh podcast with sean castrina as well but yeah give us a little insight to you your path and how that's taken you to where you are and what you're up to today all right we can do that um i you know i was a division one wrestler in college so got a bachelor's degree kind of got my dream job coming out of college I was working on a master's degree, married, bought a house, you know, had kind of like the perfect little uh, Norman Rockwell thing going and then got let go overnight. Didn't see it coming. There was a change in leadership and they didn't want to have anybody that was with the existing, you know, the pre-existing regime. And so at that, when that happened, I kind of knew then that I never was going to work for anybody again in a long period. I may do something short term until I get squared away, but I, I, you know, what I, my dream of security, kind of like you, you know, you get, it's based on education. You know, if you want to make 
if you want to make good money, you get a bachelor's degree. If you want to make great money, you get a master's degree and you keep working your way up the line. And then you do really good in your career and you go up the line, you know, when, you know, you're an executive and you're vice president, that that made sense to me. That was the model that I was going to use. Um, taken away. So at that point, I'm like, okay, jobs don't have any security. So let me create something. You know, there's, there's a quote out there, you know, either you, you either help somebody build their dream or you build your own dream. And I really yeah. realized it at that point that I, I wasn't working for anybody that was that much smarter than I was, you know, you know, so I, I knew, mm-hmm. okay, listen, I, I can do this, you know, within my career, I, I can, I could, you know, build a company that could be profitable and, and never have to work for anybody. Yeah. And so how do you know which, which path to take? Because I, I know that you've, you've had, you know, over 20 different businesses that you've started and you like to, to do that often and go through that process. Uh, how did you know where to start maybe for somebody that's, that's yeah. in that situation right now? Yeah. The first thing is, is that there's nothing wrong with working. And I want to say that, you know, having a job, I went and got a job and actually a really good paying job and was doing really well at it so that I didn't have the financial stress of starting a company. So I was, you're able to do two things at once. I I just like to say to people, I'm not a big believer in the second you get an idea, you go quit your job the next day. I think you have to earn the right to quit your job. That has to be an incentive. And number two is, is that I didn't start any, you know, earth shattering business. And that's another one of the myths. You know, there's myths out there that keep people from, you know, being an entrepreneur. One of them is they have, they feel like they got to quit their day job. The second thing is they, it's, they think it's like Shark Tank. You have to have this credible idea. (laughs) My first idea, one is I went and I sold insurance because if you have any type of energy and, you know, you got a little bit of, you know, spunk in you, you get in the sales. So I could dictate my schedule. So I sold insurance and I started a, an auto detailing company. And the funny thing about this, this was 25 years ago. I sold that company 20 years ago, but that company actually cleaned my Mercedes and BMW just the other day. I took a photo of them. Just, That's awesome. It's, yeah, I thought it was, I was telling the guy, I said, you know, I started that company. He goes, yeah, the owner told me. I said, just see that logo on the side. I, I created that. I've got a copy of it in my drawer. But it, that's not a sexy company. I don't like cleaning cars. I like nice cars. And because I would go to sales meetings on Monday, I'd see Mercedes and, you know, Lexuses and Acuras and just really nice cars there. And, and it said to me, like, I was like, well, if you could come to this parking lot, you could clean these cars while we're in this meeting. I mean, you got to bring your own water. This is before, you know, now this is kind of invoked. 25 years ago, it wasn't. And so I started a company called Waxmaster Mobile Detailing, you know, and I, a tagline. I, even then, I kind of figured it out quickly. Ta- you know, I, it was America's Choice in Mobile Detailing. The, it was when you had toll-free numbers. The number was 1-88-933-3824, which is We Detail. So it had everything. <laughs> Waxmaster, yeah. great logo, bold tagline easy to reach us toll-free number. And I made $35,000 that year doing nothing, but getting it up and going. You know, somebody went out and cleaned the cars. When you called, it was pricing for, you know, a car or an SUV. You know, it was like A or B. And yeah, got to right. do it. And then it was, a, it was a 50-50 split. And I knew then that gave me my aha that, okay, I don't have to love the business I own. There just has to be a need for it because passion is an entrepreneur's mistress. I love golf. It doesn't mean I go buy a driving range. You know, so you got to separate that. But I knew, I knew this would work. I knew that business would work. I knew there was a need. People had talked about it. So I didn't start a sexy business. I didn't work in the business. I didn't quit my day job and I made $35,000 of passive income. That 
was all I needed to know, you know, at 25 to know that this is mm -hmm. how you build a business. This model will work. And, um, and since then, you know, I, I, you know, I own a home service company that has eight companies and I don't, I can't fix a three piece birdhouse. And, and <laughs> you know, we make millions and million, you know, we've probably done, you know, over 60 million. We've done a lot of, we make a lot of money. Let me <laughs> put it that way. And I own a digital marketing company. It's the same concept. It's still a service company. So yeah, right. I think you have to find your lane. I think, you, you know, I don't, I'm not a big risk taker. So I think, you know, I started with a really simple business model. You know, I mean, if it would have, if it didn't work, it wouldn't have cost me that much money. You know, it was yeah, like, right. and I think that's one of the things that people think they have to like go all in. And I'm not a big all in guy. I'm like beta test it. Mm -hmm. You know, start it at a real small level and see if there's, you know, there's some traction there that'll give you the confidence you need and then, you know, push it a little further, push it a little further. So, you know, so, you know, if you're under 25 years old, you're sleeping on your parents, you know, basement, basement or you're sleeping on buddy's couch, disregard everything I'm saying and quit everything and go do it. But if you're not that person, you know, typically you got some responsibilities and you might have to do two things at once. Yeah, no, that's very reasonable and makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. Um, let's uh, switch gears just a little bit. Who are some championship leaders, coaches, or mentors that have really impacted you? And, and really more so, what, is it, what are some of the characteristics that have really stood out to, uh, in, these, in these people that maybe even have helped to shape who you are as a leader? Yeah, I mean, leaders you know, will definitely have an impact. I, mean, I think of my very first coach that made an impact just a strong, organized leader, um, just, you know, spoke in such, I've never had anybody speak, you, know, you didn't have to yell, but he spoke in such a way that you listened. And that's mm -hmm. something that leaders do. I always, you know, I have this phrase, what I, 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 when I'm training my partners, and I have a pretty clean mouth, but I'm going to say the ASS word, I don't know if that's bad on this podcast. No, that's all right. Okay, so I, I was training one of, my, one of my partners, and I'm like, Stephen, you're a leader but we have a problem. I said, when you talk, Stephen, asses don't move. When yeah. I talk, asses move. <laughs> and until they move, you're not a leader around here. And I learned that, you know, with coaches, when great coaches speak, Nick Saban speaks, people listen. What is he? Five yeah. foot seven, you know, right. uh, you know, he's not a big guy, but it's, yeah. it, you know, leaders speak, people listen and they move and they respond. And I think, you know, the, the best, you know, coaches and people that I've worked for, they, uh, you know, they, they have an it factor. There is, you know, there's no doubt about it. And that's what I was trying to share with the partner, Steven. I'm like, Steven, you're, you're, you know, you got leader kind of on your business card, vice president, you know, real fancy. But yeah. I watch you talk to these guys and nobody moves. Yeah, right. So. Yeah, no, I love that. Yeah, that's great. Thank you for sharing that. I talk about Nick Saban and uh, well, Bill Belichick a lot. Um, more so around, you know, championship leaders have great vision. So maybe that's a good transition to that. It's, you know, Saban and Belichick, to your point, incredible leaders. They've the best of the best competing against, uh, you know, the top in the world. And they continue to find a way to show up uh, with championships year after year because they do have that incredible vision and courage to take action on it. So I'd love they, to hear what. Yeah. I was going to say what they have that's so good, I think is their, their staffing is unbelievable. If you, 
Oh, yeah. Like the Nick Saban thing, the thing that fascinates me about Nick Saban is look at Lane Kiffin and look at Steve Sarkeesian. And then he brought Mm -hmm. the other guy, Pruitt, over from Tennessee. He takes people when they're knocked out. I mean, Lane Kiffin couldn't got a job at a middle school by the time USC was done with him. Right. Sarkeesian was coming out. Right. And Steve was coming out of an, you know, an, an issue he had. So what I like is that he's he's confident enough in himself to bring young, talented coaches in. Knowing they're going to better, they're going to accomplish the vision, like you said, because he has a clear, definite vision of what he's trying to achieve. There's no doubt about it. And he knows he needs the best of the best to accomplish that. I mean, his offense was dying out, very, you know, and then he brings in, you know, Lane Kiffin. They win three SEC championships, one national championship. And, you know, it, it, you, they'll do what it takes. And, and they, have, they, yeah. they bring, they staff so incredible. I mean, every year somebody's trying to, they pick one of Saban's top assistants away from him. You know, yeah, and, and right. Belichick for that matter. And oh, they yeah. just rinse and repeat. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, um, going back to Kiffin just makes me think. I, I think when he had the next time lined up going into the national championship game, Saban was like, all right, see ya. Like, yeah, not here. Um, you know, there's a, there's a philosophy. Um, a guy told me that when you know to let somebody go, let them go. Yeah. Never yeah. put that off. And I think Saban, Saban hates distractions. Yeah. And if you remember, he, he missed the bus Yeah, after right. a practice. Yeah, I'm a big yeah. – you know, I keep track of college yeah. sports. So, so <laughs> I, Kiffin, you know, Saban was great for Kiffin because he gave him those three years of just of, – of how it has to run, you know, the discipline, the character you got to have. Lane's obviously a talented, brilliant guy, but at that time he's a little immature. And mm-hmm. I think Saban was just the perfect – Perfect yeah, definitely. For him. Well, maybe talk a little bit. I know you mentioned being a Division One wrestler, and you know, from what I I, did, I never wrestled, but I've I've always respected the sport, and and I have all wrestlers that I've known, it's it's, it's like a sport that you are hardworking, committed, dedicated, and if you're not, someone's gonna like you're not gonna be on the mat with the opportunity to perform. So, uh, what were some of the lessons that you learned through that experience? competing at a high level that you've taken into your day-to-day as a person in business today? Yeah. In business, I think the thing I've learned is, is that what can, what can you do to get the odds in your favor? I was talking about, I'm not a big risk taker because I, I, there's certain things that I can stack in my favor. You know, I can beta test a company. Well, when I did, when I wrestled, there's things that I, you know, you can only you, you have certain strengths that you naturally have, but there's things I can control. Like I could run five miles a day. So I could control that. And I had the self-discipline to do that. Well, by doing that, it allowed me to do two things. One is I never, I didn't get tired. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter how talented you are in the third period. If you're tired, your ability drops, you know, 30%. Yeah. Number two is it allowed me to wrestle in a weight class that significantly put me as advantageous. Because, you know, if you run, you lose weight. So, you know, I, right, I, I would right. literally, I felt like, you know, I, I, I never felt like anybody ever threw me around. So, mm-hmm. you know, so that one thing, that one discipline, I picked the, okay, what's the one thing I have control over? You know, we all know cradles. We all know half Nelsons. Everybody at that level knows it. But yeah, I'm willing right. to get up at six o'clock in the morning and run five miles a day. And I know 99 out of 100 other people aren't willing to do that. So that, yeah. you know, and I learned that in business, you know, what's the one thing that I can do to, to, to give my companies 
a, you know, an advantage over our competition, our competitive, you know, advantage. And that, that it's in sports and it's absolutely in business, the same thing. Yeah. Thank you. That's, I don't, that's I don't want a fair fight. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There yeah. should never, you should never want yeah. a fair fight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like you said, you, a very simple thing, not necessarily easy maybe to execute for many, but very simple, get up at six and then run, put some miles in, do the things that others could easily do, but aren't. Um, yeah. Yeah. Great message. But What's up? What is difference? What is, um, you know, let's say a turning point critical moment for you, kind of that fork in the roads where obviously you made the decision you did, which has you where you are today, but had you not been in a very different place. I think we all have these moments, but usually one or two that really stick yeah. out that, that were critical. Is there one that comes to mind that you could share with the listeners? Yeah, I think when I figured out partnering in business, I will never forget, I started, you know, I owned a magazine in 23 cities, was making really good money. And um, I was, we, we just had a, ch- a second child and I wanted to convert my dining room into an office. Very simple. So I call a handyman company to, to do this. For, you know, I just wanted the chandelier to come. I didn't want a chandelier in my office for crying out loud. I wanted the chandelier to be recessed lights and I wanted the the molding to come down and I just wanted to have some resemblance of an offense just for my self-esteem. And I couldn't find anyone. It was like trying to find a (laughs) one-eyed leprechaun. I kid you not. And I said to my buddy that afternoon, I'm like, I'm starting a handyman company. He goes, Sean, you couldn't, he goes, "I, I tried to help you do something. The only tool you have in your house is a spoon. You tried to use a spoon as a screwdriver. He goes, and I said, no, I'm not going to do anything. This is where I knew that detailing company. I said, yeah. no, I just got a higher talented handyman. And I know I can do that. So I launched this handyman company. And um, needless to say, that company has made me millions of millions of dollars and morphed into like eight different companies. But what I learned in that, two years into it, there was a critical point where I could have worked in the company. And I could have made a hundred grand and sat behind a desk, but it's not what I'm good at. I already said that. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I can barely spell construction. I wouldn't have been happy. I deferred my check, my profit sharing, and I brought in a partner. I actually bought his painting company. He was in my magazine. I bought his painting company. And then the next day I asked him to be my business partner. I said, keep the money. I said, I want you to, let's build a company together. It's funny. It hit me that night after I bought it. I'm like, I can't let this guy, these guys, you know, he'd be talented. So the next day I talked him into being my business partner and we made, man, we turned into a million dollar company within three years. And that was my aha that 50% of a lot is better than a hundred percent of a little. Yeah. Yeah. And that one, yeah. And my, my formula, I would say one plus one equals done. You take me, I got some pretty good strengths, but if I can pair me up with my complete opposite, yeah. wow, man, with the momentum we get, you know, it's just, so I have business partners in all six business partners right now. And that has been my, my, my superpower. The one thing that is that I, it clicked, I had that choice, you know, the easy thing would have been to sit behind the desk, make the hundred grand. And I said, no, I'm going to keep my magazine. I'm going to keep my job which was hard yeah. work at that time. I was driving like 60 miles a day, a lot of things, but I'm like, no, I got to make the sacrifice because I, I can't take this company to the level I want. Right. I need right. this per- this person with me. If I do the marketing, I'll make the phone ring. He, he understood construction. He's been in it for 20 years. He'll be great with the, you know, with the, the guys and he can look at jobs and warranty issues. He's perfect. So I made that sacrifice and that one decision more than any other decision 
has made me a fortune. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, you uh, you often hear people talking about partnerships and the hardships that come through that, and, and uh, it's it's I think it's great to hear you know the fact that you're only holding yourself back, and often many entrepreneurs fall into that trap of holding themselves back, the company back because they aren't willing to bring other people in, they aren't willing to let go of the reins a little bit. And focus on the things that they are um, really strong at, so that so that others can come work on the places that they're not. So I love that. Yeah, that, it's worked for me, and I have lots of par- business partners. And it, it may when things are good, it's so much more fun. When things are awful, it's so much more fun. <laughs> you know, it, it's a lot right. better to brainstorm a problem with somebody who has a vested interest in it. Yeah, and an, empl- yeah. an employee at the end of the day, they get to go home. Yeah, right. You know, so and that makes just, yeah. Yeah, it makes make complete it, sense. Yeah, partnerships are, 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 I think, really help businesses. Um, as we start to wrap this up, what would be one or two things that, you know, if the listeners were to implement today would help move their life forward today, what would that be? Yeah, I think a couple things. Um, one is that no matter where you're at today, you've got to set a goal and you've got to start taking action on it. And I know you've heard it a million times, but it, it's just the reality. I mean, it's, it, there's no, you know, if you want to build muscle, you got to go in the weight room. Okay. Yeah. It's just, you know, whenever I see like something on TV an infomercial about how you build muscle and it's real fast and easy, I always know it's crap <laughs> because right. we all know that doesn't work. I mean, we know that we, yeah. we, we innately know that. I just think, you know, find a goal that, that, I'm not saying it's some crazy goal that you can't even fathom hitting it, but start setting some goals. And I, I don't like one year goals. I like set a three month goal. Yeah. You know, you shouldn't be taking a whole year to get a goal when you're starting on it. You know, you need to kind of start small. So set a, a three month goal and, 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 and something that you can take action on every day. And I, I just, I find that the easiest way to hit a goal is to create a habit that helps the goal. Like if my goal was to lose weight, well, then I would create a habit. What would be a great daily habit to do that? Well, maybe to walk 30 minutes a day. So there's always a habit that helps you achieve a goal. But I think that, you know, at the end of the day, successful people achieve. I mean, what, yeah. what do we know them by? They, they're, they're high achievers. Well, how do they achieve so high? Well, early on, they started hitting goals and it got addictive. They got patted on the back. They, got, they won awards. And they go, ah, if I do more, I'll hit more and I'll hit more right. and I'll make more money. And it, but it starts by setting little goals. And I know I think back to mine, I, I set little goals and then I hit them and then I set bigger goals and bigger goals and, and setting goals is addictive. Um, and, but I don't know any other way to be successful other than setting goals. I, I, yeah. I haven't found any other way to do it. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, well, I appreciate you being here today. What, what would be a few ways that the listeners can find out more about what you're doing and what you're up to. Yeah. I mean, I always give away free books because I'm a massive book reader. So if you go to my personal site, seancastrina.com, right now we have the eight unbreakable rules for business startup success. It's free. No, no, no glitches, no hitches. It's a, it's the ebook. They're so easy to give away. So I always give away one. So you can go to my personal site and you can get that. And then, um, you know, my podcast, if you like business and you want to start a business, you know, I can't work with, but so many people. So the, the 10 minute entrepreneur podcast is perfect because mm-hmm. I have business, you know, talking about business, like breathing to me. So doing our podcast is just like, just perfect. You know, I'll, you'll learn something every day. I guarantee it. 
and it's a real quick format. So the 10 minute entrepreneur podcast is free. My book is free on my personal site. And, and there you go. I, that, that's, that'll bring you some tremendous value. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Well, I do appreciate you coming on and, and taking time to be with us here today. It's been uh, an honor to have you and uh, thank you. All right. I appreciate it. Let's go. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera, I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm gonna be a leader, I'ma lead the way Cause I'm a firm believer, we can do anything we want If I said it then I meant it, I probably already did it Consider it done If you need some inspiration you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey baby